Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's 
Yes, sir. Make you want to holler. Throw up both your hands. Man. Look, greetings, everybody. This is Friday, November 6th. This is the first, I just, I'm in my third year. This is the first show I've done on a Friday. I can't recall ever doing a Friday before. But I, I, I had to do the show today because I wasn't able to get one in all week. I was able to get in with uh, Jimmy Williams on this past Monday, but I couldn't contribute much because of my, my job. And I couldn't do shows uh, that we normally do Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and yesterday, Thursday, which is normally my South Shore Charge for Life uh, show. So I said, uh, you know what, because of a lot of uh, uh, ch- chatter and reading and hearing uh, from this week on various issues, I said, you know, I need, I'm going to do a show today. We're going to wing it. We're going to shoot the breeze, and uh, we're going to let the chips fall where they may. But I really would like for uh, you to call in and share your thoughts. Uh, this is, you know, a conversation that we need to have, a conversation I want to have, a conversation I actually want to record because, you know, I like to record these shows because I wanted to leave no doubt to where I stand on whatever issue there is we talk about. You know, when I look look back on my history, they, all they have to do is push a button and they don't have to make up and pretend to know what, where I'm coming from because there won't be no question about it. And it's going to be the same tonight. I tell you, this week... Uh, by the way, before I go any further, let me thank uh, the, the show, my last show, which was not the, not yesterday, but the Thursday before. We did a, a great, great tribute, Chicago a legend, my brother Robert Rock, Rockymore, and his wife, Miss Beverly Rockymore, duo legends on the south side of Chicago. It was a tribute that we decided to do for him. Uh, many, many of uh, the ex-former players uh, called in uh, and expressed themselves and he was he was clearly touched by it, and so was his wife and 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 uh, his son, daughter. Uh, it was a great great show. As a matter of fact, it was my my highest rated show. I, I've never had that many call-ins to a show, and since I started the show, so that show uh, I guess you can say it's been considered rated number one, and deservedly so. So th- thank you everyone who called in last week. Every caller I had a chance to uh, get with some of the uh, brothers who I hadn't seen, uh, hadn't heard of, and. Uh, because of this tribute, who had played for Rock, and they called in and we talked, and uh, we're going to keep in touch. So thanks again, Brother Rock and Miss Beverly Rockamore for coming on the show and allowing us to show you what you just do deserved. So where I was going before that, uh, I have no idea. I think I might have an idea, but to me, it's just really interesting and disappointing because I don't understand. You know, here we go again with this Chirac, the Spike Lee's movie that's coming out next month. And I don't understand why black folks in particular are tripping so hard on this satirical movie. It's harmless. What is the big deal? Now, I ask anybody who uh, disagrees or agrees with uh, the name or the concept of the movie or don't like or like Spike Lee, please call in, 718-664-9513. That's 718-664-9513. I don't get it. What is the big deal? I've had one one individual who, who says, uh, well, if he changes the name, I'll, I'll be okay. Well, later he said there was more to it than that. And I can understand that. 
you know, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm not arguing with nobody about it. I'm just, I'm just tossing it around. I ain't mad at nobody, and you know, it's, it's, it's not that important to, to even argue about it. We just, we just talking. We're debating. We're sharing opinions. We're, we're, we're hoping to open each other's eyes up, uh, but you know, I, my eyes will never be open to the point of having a problem with a satirical movie. Uh, when you look at all the things that that, that that are out there, that even some of the people who have a problem with Spike Lee, Chirac, you know, when you look at some of the things that they do watch and some of the music they do listen to, how in the hell can you say anything about a damn thing? But, you know, that's where we are. We we, we send to flock to the easy targets, to those things that are easy to attack. We we don't take the difficult routes. So we, we, we're going to talk a little about, about, about that. We're going to also talk about uh, there's also been issues regarding some, some black people feeling that we we don't tend to have any outrage when we kill each other. We tend to have, tend to have such a uh, such a deep embedded outrage when there's someone outside of us who does it to us. But when we when we kill ourselves, it's not that big a deal. I, I've heard back and forth about that. But we, we're going to touch on some other subjects also. What I want to do right now is, like I say, please call in and share your opinion. But I'm going to go ahead now with uh, a brother who. Is a major contributor to the show. Uh, he, he is a major part to have given me the push to take the show into a network. Uh, he has uh, good ideas. We've known each other since high school. Great brother, uh, brother Carl Sanderson. Brother Carl, how you doing, man? I'm okay. How about yourself, Keith Blesso, my main man? It's always good to man, hear from I'm, you, I'm, brother. Likewise, brother. I'm a little geek. You know, I had to. I, I don't do shows on Friday, but I had to get it in because I didn't want to wait no longer. What, what do you think about all this, all this uh, jibber jabber about the title of a movie that they haven't even seen yet? But, but what's your what's your thoughts on that, man? <laughs> okay. Well, well, here's what I'm thinking on it. When it when it when Spike Lee first came to town with it, and he spoke about it, you know, I love the idea because now I'm thinking, okay. The police department in the city of Chicago is going to get some help, going to get some help in lowering the crime rate here because our crime rate here is so astronomical, you know, as you know, it's, it's, un, it's unreal. So that was my first take on it, and that still is my take on it. And, and the mayor, he jumped out, and he was like, no, no, but why? Because the brother is coming here to help you out and do the movie, and he and he's going to name the movie Shyrock. So what? Who cares about the name, and who cares about insulting the city at a time like this when we got nine-year-old kids are being killed all over the place, and we got young nine and twenty-year-old youth that's life been taken from them and snuffed out? Who cares about? Who cares about Shyrock? The the title, the name. Don't nobody care about that. We we're about saving lives, and hopefully, I'm. It's sad that a lot of people don't see it that way, but I think his and, and also in honesty, I believe that Mayor Rahm Emanuel he started this mess because most of the uh, these food Negroes they following him. You know whatever Rahm thinking on it because you had one alderman, alderman. 17 Ward, you know, he said, no, I don't like the name neither. Man, what difference does it make about the name? You should be welcoming Spike Lee in your ward. Your ward has the number one 
rate of crime. So here, we got to we need to tackle that. We need to deal with that. And that's why I met with it. I'm you know, who cares about the name, man? I'm with Father Flager on this one. And Father Flager, I gotta commend him. Because Father Flager, he's been out there on the calls big time for African American. Actually, to me, Father Flager is a brother. You know, he's the man. He got a good spirit. You know, he's doing yeah, more, more, so, more so than he's a brother, and more so than a, than a, than a black brother. In so many exactly. cases, you're right. Exactly. And so, hey, man, I'm. You know, I'm sick of hearing this this garbage about the movie. I think it's really something personal against Spike, and I tell you why. Because Spike is a type of Spike is a He's a pro-brother, African-American, and he tell it like it is, and a lot of people don't like that. And by him doing a movie here, and he's from New York, I don't care about that. I care about getting this crime rate down in this town. That's what I care about. If the movie going to come here and depict some negativity, so what? But the movie, hopefully the movie going to shed some light on the crime rate here. And that's that's what we need to be worried about. Let's stop. Think, let's let's well, let's open up. I have I have heard I have heard. Hold on, I've heard some a couple of people say that they don't like it because it, it it's a comedy, which is not a damn comedy. It's a satire. It makes fun of all the killing and, and crap that goes on. I'm saying, you know, now I have to say that uh, one of the brothers who said it. I mean, I, I'm I'm close to. He's he's a, he's a good brother. But when when I looked at his Facebook page, I mean, on, he has a picture of Ice Cube handling handling a gun for his profile picture, and then he has a picture of Biggie Small and his background picture. I'm saying, so what the hell does that represent? You know, why, why are we tripping on things, man? Uh, you know, it, it look like you say. It seems as though there's something personal here. There's more to it. It seems like I don't know. I, I'm not sure what it is, but it's almost seems like people are scorned for some reason. Spike Lee has been out forever, and he has never made a movie to be to the detriment or immoral to anybody. Right. Spike Lee might have taken some a bad rep when he told Tyler Perry, stop wearing that dress. You know, stop doing some more innovative uh, movies. And, and I think a lot of people was was hating on, well, really didn't like Spike for speaking out against Tyler Perry, he told Tyler Perry in that dress and put Madea on the shelf for a while and makes and makes a movie with some substance. And I agree with Spike Lee. You know, hey man, it's time out to stop wearing that dress. You done did enough comedy with Madea and Madea done made you rich and a lot of the, a lot yeah, of black right. folks have got about seven or eight uh different versions of movies with Madea. You know, yeah, put Madea on the shelf and let's do something since you got a uh you got a page to do something, man. You you know Spike um, Tyler Perry, and I like Tyler Perry. He's a good brother. He gives back to the community, and and if Ty, if we ask Tyler Perry to come into Chicago and get involved with some of this uh, crime uh, difficulties, uh, Tyler Perry, I believe he would come. He would come aboard because that's the kind of guy he is. So you know we well, need I, I, all I think our that, uh, that's that's one reason I respect. I'm not a Tyler Perry fan, even though I respect the hell out of Tyler Perry. I'm not a fan of his because I'm sick of my deal too, and that's one reason why I can appreciate Dave Chappelle because he, he talks about all these stars and all how Hollywood wants to get these, you know, uh, these uh, actors, uh, influential actors. They want to put them in a dress, and he refused to do it. 
you know, there's an exactly. interview on YouTube about that, and it's very, very interesting. I tell you what, we're going to do, uh, if anybody wants to call, so y'all, people, people talk that stuff on, on, on Facebook, and they type it up. And I bet you, I know they're listening. Look, call into the show, and man up, woman up, and express yourself, and let's, let, and, and let's dialogue. We're just shooting the breeze, that's all. We're not going to talk about this subject all day. We got we got a few to go into, but uh, right now I do want to bring on uh, the host of the Real People from the Hood, the Jimmy Williams Show that uh, happens every Monday at seven o'clock on We Are Everyday People Global Internet Radio Network. Brother Jimmy, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. I am doing. I'm listening to both of you guys. Hey, how you doing, Carl? What's up, Jimmy? How you doing? I'm okay. I saw the subjects that you were about to talk about, and um. And this is only my opinion, so if anybody out there has anything different, hey, don't blame Keith, blame me. It's all about it's all about image. When he came in, Spike Lee came in and mentioned that he's going to make a movie about Chirac. Now, keep in mind, somebody else came up with the name Chirac. I don't know whether his brother's on the south side or the west side. Um, the young cats brought, uh, made up Chirac, and they use it to demonstrate what's happening in the city of Chicago. Spike Lee came out and shined a brighter light on Chicago. Chicago being the way it is, the most racist city in the fucking United States, Rahm Emanuel didn't want that light. He told his slaves, we don't want that light. His slaves ran around and told everybody else, Master said, we don't want that light. So everybody's following Rahm Emanuel right now. The pastors that came in and that was against the Chirac name and the image, they ran along with Master Ram. Okay? It ain't got nothing to do with Spike Lee. It ain't got nothing to do with what he's trying to do in terms of um, shooting a movie in Chicago because they tried to take his tax credits from him for some strange reason. And we know why. It was politics. It was politics. They did not want their bright light to be shined on Chicago. So getting past the fact, the name, getting past the fact of, of what he was trying to do in his movie in terms of making a decent movie, good movie, or a great movie, that, that was going to happen anyway. The sinister part of this is when you got a white man directing all these fucking Negroes into a situation where we going to have to deal with Spike Lee, that's fucked up. Okay. It's bad enough Inglewood is fucked up, but if it, if there was enough people in Inglewood that was actually thinking and had their third eye open, this wouldn't even be a topic. We should stay on the fact that Rahm Emanuel brought in these old slippery, slimy-ass people and start stealing money from our schools and start keeping an eye on the prize. The schools are going to shit. Charter schools are going to shit. The union is, is, is about to take their membership into a direction that they membership don't want because they don't, don't nobody want to be out of money because you motherfuckers playing politics with each other. That's all it is. It's image. It's like who's going to win? Who's going to be at the bottom of the totem pole? Every motherfucking body in, in, in Inglewood area, everybody in the city of Chicago is going to be on the ones getting, getting, getting yanked up the ass because all these people want to fuck around and see who got the biggest balls. Brother Kyle, you want to follow up? Uh, Yeah. Hey man, you hit the you hit the uh, nail on the coffin, man. Uh, see, Ron Emanuel, had it been his brother, his Hollywood brother, that came up with Chirac, it would have been okay then. And then okay. these niggas here in the city would have been saying, "Yeah, that's a good idea. 
We'll follow master, and we'll do it his way. How he want to tell the story. Had his brother came up with the idea, he would have opened up. He was opened up the city wallet and everything, gave him the tax credit, and it would have been no no safe, you know. And and Ron Emanuel, he's taking us for a ride, and these people here in the city just don't see it. They voted for him again. He already talking about since he, since him and McCarthy don't won this battle with the aldermen. It's like yes, wow. I'm, he told these Negroes, I'm not going to get rid of uh, McCarthy. Are you crazy? And they've been quiet ever since. He spanked them, and they hadn't said nothing. What Alderman should have did, they should have said, okay, then, Ron Emanuel, since you won't get rid of McCarthy, we want you to step down because you're not interested. He don't have Chicago in the interest of African Americans. And that's, and that's and it's evident with that. And you bring and, in BBB, you bring in Barbara Bird Bennett. Why did you bring in this lady? I'm sure you do background checks before you bring in somebody yeah. Oh, yeah. with such a we go, uh, with such position like that. Come on now, you yeah, had to know. Yeah, we're going we we to get to we're going to get to Barbara Bird Bennett. No doubt about that. Okay. Let me just we do have a, a, a callers if, if you're on and, and you're listening and you called in. If you want to chime in, if you have a comment, make sure to press the number one on your keypad. I will see it, and I will bring you in. If you don't press number one, I will see you on, but I will assume that you are just listening, and uh, I appreciate you listening. On that note, uh, we're going to bring in caller with the last four digits of 0289. Caller, are you with us? Yes, Keith, this is Corey calling you. What's going on, man? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, you, uh, uh, you know, we, I'm glad to know. We're going back I'm and forth. <laughs> yes, sir. We're going back yes, and forth. Go ahead, Express yourself. Express yourself, man. Okay. Go ahead. So let's let's first address the Facebook um, pictures. Biggie Smalls, um, great skill set, great storyteller. Don't think of it as a picture of Bruce Willis with the Die Hard thing. That's why that's there. Um, great, great storyteller. Um, awesome. Ice Cube, kill at will. He's handing a gun back. If you look at the picture, he's handing a gun back. So that's me okay. kind of putting it out there what we need to do. So okay. he's handing a gun back, he's saying here. So that's 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 that. But um when I talk about the Chirac thing, I don't care that Spike Lee uses the um Chirac title, but the satire doesn't fit that title. You know, Chirac it's supposed to be shedding a light on all the murders that happen in an, in an American city. More people have died in Chicago than in Iraq. So he comes to the city and says he's going to shine a light on it. Then we get this satire with these people that don't look like they're from Chicago, not really depicting Chicago people. It's like, what is this? You know, this is not what we expected. I'm not sitting back wanting a uh, minister society or boys in the hood, you know, I want something that's going to really shed the light. I'm in Kentucky. So born and raised in Chicago, I'm in Kentucky now. You know, I have to deal with, you know, these young kids glorifying Chirac. And I'm not talking about the ones you guys have to deal with in Chicago glorifying Chirac. I'm talking about white suburban kids. Oh, you from Chirac. Oh, my God. You know, and they think it's a joke. When they see that movie, it's going to be another big joke. So that pains me to know that that's going to happen. 
you know, I think I'm that, not uh, doing it at all. I, 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 think, I, think, I think that. I think that we're being we're just being so sensitive. We're being so sensitive, and it, we seem as though we're looking for Spike Lee to perform some type of function uh, and to, and, and no. make things better. When I, the brother's just trying to make a movie, I, I don't understand why. Not at all. Not at know. all. He he picked the wrong topic, Chirac. If he wanted to make that movie, if he wanted to redo a Greek Greek story or whatever it, about Chicago people, name it something else. You know, save Chirac for somebody who's really going to focus on, you know, solve, trying to solve something. Thank your movie. I don't care. He picked the wrong title and he went in there with the with, with the wrong presence of mind. Or he was just made everybody feel like he was really going to focus on the violence and really shed some light. He's just making a comedy, satire, whatever you guys want to call it. I'm not feeling it. Then I'm looking at it from the aspect of a person who wants to write a screenplay, who wants to talk about what my family has been through, you know, what my brother went through. My brother has 15 friends. How many on the street? Two. The rest are dead in the prison. You know, let me put Chirac to that story, you know, not to, you know, this this, this is garbage what I'm seeing. But that's, that's what the movie that the- the movie that you're looking for can still be made. The movie's out there to be made. There's many of people it out is. there who can make it, who can make it. Right. So I don't, I, but we, we're looking at Spike Lee to do Spike Lee. So that's, that's not his angle on it. And uh, if somebody else wants to make that movie, they can make it. Brother Carl, what do you, what do you think, man? They will get a word. Oh, hey, hang on, Carl. We're going to come right back to you. We're going to okay. go around with Carl. And, and try, go ahead, uh, Carl. What do you think, man? Well, um, well, you know, the movie, man, we need to stop uh, thinking about the movie we, what we should be concentrating on, the last two mayors and the clouded politicians, including the aldermen, has ran this city into the ground, man. That's the bottom line. The city has been ran into the ground, and we are the worst city in all of America, man. And now they needed something to talk about. They talked about Chirac to take away from the other problems that we have. You know, Chirac... Chirac is would be is good for the city as far as I see it because it's going to shed some light on whether it's a society, whether it's a comedy or whatever. If the message is delivered, you know, I didn't see the trailer, but if the if the message is delivered, so be it. The message is delivered. Now, it's not going to make things no worse. You know, it's going to build up uh, Spike Lee's ratings. He's going to sell it. And he had a good idea, and he wanted to do it. So what? White folks do it all the time. They they sell their movies, and they you know, and they make money. So why can't Spike Lee do it? I know why Spike Lee can't do it. Like I said before, if Ron Emanuel's uh, brother, his Hollywood brother, had produced it, we would have different results. There'd be different uh, talk about it. It was all oh, it's, 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 it'll be up for it'll be up for Oscar and everything. So hey man. The Shaw Rock thing, I want to see it come to fruition, and I'll be doing that when it's done. I just see the trailer. I don't know how the, um, I don't know how the trailer. Uh, what happened with the trailer? I have I heard people mumbling stuff, but you know they haven't came out and said nothing. You know that it interests me. You know because I'm I'm definitely down for the cause, and you know and it starts with the mayor. The mayor. The yeah. only thing the mayor is, is, is thinking about to me is dressing up Michigan Avenue in the north side. He don't care nothing about the south side. No doubt it's about evident that. Both him and Gary McCarthy. That's, 
that's that's their target. That's their target area. That's where the money comes in, and nothing else really matters. But Jim, what what do you think, brother Jim? Then we'll go back to Curry. We like to get the last word on this show, right, brother Curry? But we'll go with brother Jimmy. Uh, you want to chime in on that, brother Jim? Jimmy Williams, where are you, man, brother? Where you at? Okay, well, uh, well, he'll, 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 oh, I know, I know where he is. He's on mute. Hold on, let me, <laughs> let me take him off mute. He's probably talking his ass off. <laughs> Hold on. Hello, Hello? Jim, are you with? Yeah, What's up, sorry, dude? <laughs> nah, it's okay, man. <laughs> he had me on mute, huh? I'm going to say this about the city of Chicago and our black folk because, you know, I don't pretty much get into everybody else's hoods because our hood is, is number one on my list and it's always going to be that way. Until the 60% that don't want to get involved with the hood, I'm going to keep sliding down that slippery slope. We are. You know, and, I, and I'm and i trying not to get angry about, you know, those little sheep herders that they call themselves trying to um, put up on a pedestal to be our leaders. I can't get into that. If Spike Lee would have came out here passing out envelopes to all these little fools, man, he wouldn't have had no problem whatsoever. you got too many people in the black community um, that, that call themselves want to be our black leaders. You know, they go get these little storefront churches, and then all of a sudden they get 20 people in there. Now all of a sudden they got power. If if, if we don't wake up and, 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 and get involved with the system to the point where we can make our own decisions in our own community, we're going to keep running into situations like that. You know, you what, what are we running to? Everybody want to get Inglewood. Where are you going to run to? Because the same thing happened in all the black communities. We don't have a, a, a solid leadership in order to deal with it as a whole. We got we we're fragmented all over the community, black community on the south side. We're fragmented because no one want to make make that make that call. That call is everybody get off your ass and get involved. Get involved with your family. I've said this many. I got I've done thirty one shows and this is all I've ever talked about. Get involved with your family. Get involved with your community. Get involved with your ward. Then get involved with the city. There's too many freaking votes just sitting there. I'm going to say power. There's too much power just sitting there going to waste because everybody got their little chunk and they running in the house and whatnot, and they're and they, and they comfortable. But if you don't have any morals to the point where, oh, okay, I'm comfortable, but what about my neighbor? What about my, uh, my neighbor across the street? That's selfishness. It's just not church, uh, church folks. It's the majority of them are church folks, but it's just not them. You got people that have actually done things, some beautiful things, and just got tired. That I can understand. If they gave up, that's a whole other ball game. I couldn't even get into that. And, and, and sometimes you get yeah. busy, and, and you just don't want to get involved with stuff. I understand that. But if you got a majority of them, sixty, sixty-five percent, that actually ain't gonna do nothing. But when something do kick off, first ones in line, I, that don't sit well with me. That's why I'm so involved with Rage Resident Association of Great Anglewood and um. Right. um, um Southwest Federation of Black Clubs, the Great Inglewood. These organizations are so progressive, it ain't funny. And I love these organizations. Sonia Hopper is running for um, um, representative of the 6th District. She sent out a flyer asking, asking who, I mean, how can we, um, how, how, how can she get us involved with her situation? Easily. Take some petitions, right. get them signed, and give them to her. Let's, uh, let's, 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 let's,
you, I hear you. We're gonna let we're gonna let we're gonna get let Troy get the last word on Chihuahua, and then we gonna we gonna move on from Chihuahua. Go ahead, Troy. Go ahead and uh, let, let it loose, man. Express yourself. Okay, and we'll, well, we'll close it out with the Chihuahua. Thanks. Thanks. So I just wanted to you know follow up with this. Um, first of all, the last brother, he said some real powerful stuff. You know, one of the things I just wrote down here is you know some of the things I heard from you guys is that it starts with the politicians. It starts with the people. I'm hearing too much blaming of others. You know, we need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. You know, 20 years ago, we acted like having a black president in the White House is going to be everything for us. We ain't done nothing these last seven years ourselves. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, and, and then another thing is the fight about this um, Chirac thing, I brought this fight for myself. Rom or the politicians in Chicago pushed me to make it. Because when Ron was pushing back on Chirac, I was mad because I thought Spike was going to do something better. But once I saw the trailer, I'd say I totally changed. So why well, I've been bringing this fight for me, you're dealing with an independent person here. So I take offense to, you know, making it seem like that Ron was bringing this fight because there's a lot of people out there that's mad about this that, you know, Ron has nothing to do with. But, um, you know, I know I'm not going to clog up your time, but it's a, it's bigger issues going on. And I feel like I need to come exactly. in a little bit more because I'm way more complex than, you know, just a few minutes. I can dig deep into, into yeah. us as a people, you know, and we need to sit down and talk about this. Well, I, I appreciate you calling, man, and, and, and having a different angle on it. But it sounded like you, you, really, you, were, you were hoping that someone would really come out and tell a really, really true story, an enlightening story about what's really going on. Yes. And you, you're offended because there's some kind of there's a tie with comedy. In other words, the shit yes. ain't funny to you at all. And I'm three hundred miles away from Chicago. I've been going away from Chicago for thirteen years. You know, when I was going to high school, me and my friends, we carved our own safe passage to school. Now I'm hearing that the cops are making it for the kids. We did that ourselves. You know, Yummy got killed when I was in high school. This kid just got his got 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 shot in the head the other day. That's the same thing over. We're doing this to ourselves. I'm not blaming the politicians. I'm not blaming the white people. I'm blaming us. Mm-hmm. That's all I got that to say. That's a valid point. Continue to call back. That's a valid point, brother. Yeah. Sorry, man, I, I tell you, I, I'm glad that you took the time to call. I hope that you will call again. Uh, I I, I'm going to keep you tagged on the keep you tagged on the show. So you, and we talk, we talk about some pretty pretty good things. We have fun, but we're very serious. And I'm, I'm glad okay. you called and expressed it, man. I, I, I ain't mad at you at all. I have to respect everything you said, man. All right. Thanks a lot for giving me time. You guys have a good one. Nice meeting you. Talk to Take you care, brother, Corey. All right, now. Have a good night, brother. Have a good night. All right. Corey is actually my cousin. He's, Corey's about uh, Corey's about mid-30. Corey's in his 30s, so he's, he's from the generation behind us. So uh, my sons, both, you know, we, you know, Carl, myself, and you, you know, have sons. I think, Jimmy, you, I don't, you may have a kid in that generation, but... Uh, I can respect his angle, man. I I, I, I hear, you know. I, I kind of disagree okay. with some, but I agree with a lot of it too, you know. Uh, yeah. I, well, I think. Let me say this. I think he was yeah. he was he hit on a nail about we should if we're going to put our trust, we shouldn't put our trust in these politicians and these aldermen like that. And that's probably what we we have done for the last forty, fifty years is put too much trust in these politicians. And we we need to make them accountable, man. You know, that's what we need to do. And he had a good, you know, he, he spoke on that uh, very well, man. I think that we should hold these politicians more accountable, you know. Um, you know, just just like Alderman Moore, 17th Ward. 
you know, I thought this cat was going to come out like game busters for the 17 Ward, man, but then he came out talking against Chirac and fighting and fighting Father Flager, and he just got there. It's like, man, Father Flager is with the neighborhood, man. Come on now. Brother, You, I mean, are you trying to make a name for yourself to fight against uh, Chirac? But, you know, maybe, hopefully, Chirac, when the, when the movie comes out and it's seen in its entirety, that hopefully there'll be some benefits from it, you know. That's what I'm that's what I'm really hoping. That it'd be some great benefits from it. You know. And Brother Jim, you gotta let you better, you better last word on Chirac before we because once once we, once I get out of Chirac, I'm probably gonna be done with it. We're gonna go with some more important shit, man. I wanted to get this mm-hmm. off my chest and we're gonna okay. pick it up and not some 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 real oh, shit. Right. We wanna make a, a last comment on Chirac, then we'll take a break and come right back with some new shit. Okay. Let's do that. This is me. Support their brother. In the story. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about this. Now we're about to make it real. We're going to get to this uh, nine-year-old young man who it seems like there seems to be maybe this is this a little trend that's suddenly developing to where now we, we, if we can't get you, we'll get yours. I think we're going to talk about gun control. And I think that a lot of people who are yipping and gapping about gun control have this shit all wrong. And I'll tell you why. You can agree or disagree when we come back, and we will be right back in a few minutes. Get up out of your seat. 
Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man. The gun he held got him expelled. He will never return for he has earned street recognition for putting ammunition into so many others, hurting so many mothers with the gun he found just laying around. Now the table has turned, because his mother just learned her son lay dead from a bullet to his head. Carrying a gun doesn't make you number one. A finger on a trigger doesn't make you any bigger. While you squeeze and fire, let another child lay dead. Some say with nerve, justice was served. He got what he deserved. While a mother and or father cry tears that flow like water, then tomorrow someone's daughter becomes a victim to the slaughter. As we bury our young, those knowing turn and run, not wanting to snitch and tell who fired the gun. Red light cameras have a perfect view. Over the line, the ticket mailed to you. Blue light cameras on poles everywhere. Do they even function or are they just up there? We call on politicians and the leaders of religions to start up a petition to pray for intervention and hold to the conviction. There is a resolution to give us the solution to save this generation from a plague of destruction, this violent eruption of not living life, just ending someone's life. Give them a voice to tell why they make this choice. Let their story be told about being so cold. Let them talk about their pain so that we may gain an understanding why so many had to die, and understanding why They think if someone dies, it will exterminate the lives of the colors they despise, which in truth is a disguise. It's a symbol worn for lack because no one had their back. We've got to attack this name Chirac. It's time to take this city back. We've got to attack this name Chirac. It's time to take our city back. Take it back. Now, that was powerful. That was from a South Shore alumni. Uh, we came out of school together in 1975. I have uh, taken mm-hmm. upon my, my, myself to crown her as the South Shore High School alumni poet laureate. That was from Sister Deborah Allison. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. We're going to go right into that. I wanted to. I decided to go ahead and toss that in there because we're going to go into this uh, situation where we're. It looks like a, a trend of things started, and you tell me if you agree or what your your, your ideas of this is. 
that I guess we're getting into now where if we can't get you, then we'll take one of yours, and that'll hurt you just as much. But, I mean, uh, Brother Carl, what do, you, what do you think about that, man? What's happening? Um, with the uh, with, with situation, uh, we're moving on, right? This, 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 yeah, we, we're going to move on. If somebody calls in and wants to talk about the Chirac, we'll accommodate that. But we're going on to the, the young young kid who was taken to the alley and executed uh, in, oh, in cold yeah, blood okay. a couple of days yeah, ago. Well, here's... Well, well, here's my take on that. Um, it was wrong. The game bankers that target that target Pierre, but they went after and they shot his son Tashan Lee. He was he was murdered as a result that they couldn't get Pierre. And you know it it that's a coward. It was a coward act. And I'm willing to donate my whole a whole paycheck to catch the asshole who shot this kid, man. And I normally don't talk like this, but I am outraged at that, man. It's just nonsense like that, man. Who's raising, whose kid is this? Who's raised this animal? You're going to take a little kid out back in back of a garage and you're going to execute him. Hey, man, that was horrific, man. And then with with that killing, the 20-year-old a girl, the Marlin, she was a model. She came to Englewood to see her grandparents. She was executed talking to a 15-year-old thug that she didn't even know that was a thug. And I think he was targeted, and she got hit to scrape bullet. But back to Tyshawn, man, um, now Ron Emanuel and McCarthy, they trying to divert the attention to uh, the boy's father and saying that he's not cooperating and whatnot. You know, hey, man. I don't know. He knows who's after him. He's, he knows who's looking for him. He's got to know oh, that. Yeah. So my, my yeah. thing is he should, co- he should cooperate with the fullest extent of the law. You got to, that snitch bullshit goes out the window. That goes out the window well, when I, your loved one is shot down like that. They have a snitch code among these ignorant, stupid game bangers. That stuff goes out the window, man, because you're not going to be – Living around here, if I have anything to do with it, killing kids. Yeah, what, what you're saying is the the, uh, the uh, they're hopping on the, the gun control, and I'll give you my opinion on this. All this gun control, the uh, talk to me is what it is. Uh, Jimmy, go ahead. Uh, you want to follow up on that, or uh, we got a couple more calls and we can bring on. If the community decides no snitching was good ten years ago. It just graduated to we don't give a fuck. Now, what's after we don't give a fuck is beyond me. Because if our black community sits back and let this happen, it's going to keep happening. Again, 65% in the black community do not give a shit about nothing and nobody. They don't. They can't leave, and they don't want to get involved. Bring in your next caller. Okay, we're going to bring on... Uh the host of your highest level on Tuesday night. Oh, everyday people. Okay. Global Internet Girl. Radio Network. We're going to bring on Sister Cheryl Catherine Wash. Cheryl, are you with us? Hello. Come on, Cheryl. Where are you? Cheryl, come, don't 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 get shy now. You just sent me. You just sent me a Facebook message saying you're on. Uh huh. Come I'm on with us, Cheryl. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. How are you guys? <laughs> Thank you. <man. laughs> 
Asia. I think I still had the mute button on. <laughs> I'm like, hey. <laughs> oh my God. This this call right here, like when I saw the message, I'm like, I just have to call in because I am just so disturbed by just people targeting children. I just don't even know, like I feel like you, Carl. I just don't even get it. It's just it's like beyond me. And people say, Why do we care? Why? I don't even know why, but it just disturbs me. I mean, people say, be quiet, don't say anything, because if you guys speak out, you'll be targeted next. But how could anyone not say anything? I don't even get it. Like, do it, it don't have to be my kid for me to, like, to have, you know, compassion for that child. I, I don't even understand it. And the whole thing about Spike Lee, it's just like, it really disturbed me that people all of a sudden come out the woodworks and want to attack him. But you guys said it best, like, why aren't anyone saying anything about this stuff and why aren't we going hard on these people? And how could you just sit back and let this happen in your community? The biggest challenge I have, which to me is just embarrassing, is that we only care if a white person does something to us. And it makes us look like angry haters. You know, when when a white went, person does something, people went off on me. I've been go going off on a couple of times this week saying that same thing, and it's, I'm just shaking my head. Go ahead, I, go ahead, Cheryl. Yes, it's just it's so disturbing to me because I am not saying there there you know that there isn't a such thing as police brutality and and Black Lives Matter. I get all that Absolutely. you need that, but how could you go so hard and you want to see one white man get fired and that makes you happy? But when this thing happened and no one is outraged, I mean, I don't even get it. Hmm. Anybody want to follow up on that one? Um, I'll do it. Um, the outrageousness is has been watered down to oh well, you know, because if once you once you start phasing out your feelings and once you start um, stop thinking and once you once you get to the point where nothing else phase you. But what you want to do toward the weekend, and only thing that you got set up on the weekend is you hanging out with your in a club with one of your friends. That's what it's been watered down to. Nothing else in the black community matters about uh, until what what each individual want to do toward the weekend. You want to go to work all week and get ready for the weekend. Mm-hmm. You got people on Facebook. You know they take pictures with no subtitles, with no heading, no nothing. It's like okay, you standing there pretty. What are you thinking? This media is it's open. It's overwhelming. You can, yeah, you can actually get some stuff done if you really think about it um, and, and put it on Facebook. But the black community, I'm getting back to to, to to realism here. If we do not wake up now, we will forever be dead, physically and mentally, because that, white folks ain't going to stop at just having us uh, getting a couple of white cops fired. Them white cops that got fired probably got another job already. Then we'll never know. They got a they exactly. got a lock on they got a lock on their friendship to the point where they don't give a, they don't give a shit who how many black folks they kill. They're like that white boy that killed them the them church goers. The first thing they did took them to Burger King. That's what's in the Yep, 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 yep. Brother, brother Carl, you want to we we have another caller waiting. Brother Carl, you want to chime in before we take the next caller? Well, everything is okay. I went on the next call. Everything is cool. Okay, we're going to bring in. I think, uh, uh, Cheryl, you going to hang in with us? Sure. 
Okay. Uh, we'll bring on. I got a feeling. I think I know who this is. I see all these ones here. I remember that call. We're gonna just take caller with all the ones. <laughs> caller, caller, are you with us? Greetings. Hello. Hey. Are you guys doing the... tonight? Hey, Carl. I'm Ray, a caller with all the ones. I, I'm anonymous, and I, I want to remain anonymous, anonymous? Okay, if you don't sure. mind. Fine, fine. If you don't mind, and I promise to be respectful, but I want no to bring. I, I want to bring this to the table, and that's the reason why I want to remain anonymous. Now, sure. I, I've been told I'm extremely controversial, but I want y'all to know I've been watching this dilemma unfold, and I want to pick your brains about something. I hear my people in Chicago time after time say that they're hurt. This is just a crime shame. A baby was killed. A mother was killed. Somebody killed somebody's son. We clearly don't know what to do about this. But I have a tentative solution, and I don't know. This may work. I'm going to throw it out here. You guys respond how you need to. We don't have we don't have command of political uh, cultures or agencies that, that really want to dig in and do something about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's number one. Number two, there is a problem with getting the community together to do something because one half of the community is cold-hearted and callous and the other half is soft-hearted, wearing their hearts on their sleeves. But from watching world news and watching other cultures, if you I don't know if you guys are familiar with the people who left Syria and Iraq and they and, and they say that a lot of them are drug addicts, and which they are. You know, I'm not throwing no stones and I'm not trying to hate yeah. on anybody or besmirch anyone. But notice there are cities and countries that say, I don't know where you're going, but you can't come here. No, I don't care that you got babies. We understand what happens when we take on more than we can control. Crime goes up and everything. So I'm saying all that to say this. What if the residents of Chicago research and find every, uh, whoever the gangbangers are, we want to know who your mama is and who she rents <laughs> from because they're going to get your ass out of here. And whoever rents to her, we're going to blackball you. Don't come up in this church. Don't come over here trying to be our friend. We're sick of all this killing. Hand them over to the police. They got a no-snitching code. If the whole community snitch, they can't kill the whole community. I'm saying get rid of them. I don't think they send them to Afghanistan, but get them out of Chicago. And, and what I'm saying is if the mother don't want to turn them over to the state, then she got to go too. It's too much. There's another mother that will be crying because there's one mother that's trying to act like she don't know her son is heinous. So what I'm saying, yeah. what I'm saying here is, we need to do. I'm saying we. I don't live in Chicago, but what I'm saying is, how about being creative with this? You don't have all the means that you need to get a, a political agenda that will handle this. But how about the residents just do some research? We live in the age of information right now. You can find out anything you want. And people, you don't have to say anything to these gangbangers. Somebody can make YouTube videos and say, if you're gangbanging, your mama going to be homeless. <laughs> if you're gangbanging, yeah. if you're out here thugging and gangbanging, you're not going to have a license. You're not going to be able to stand out here long. We're going to take your picture, 
put it up everywhere. You're going to be famous, but you're going to be the kind of famous where you're going to be vulnerable. Yeah, you're not going to get no job. You're not going to get no food. You're not going to get no aid. I mean, you need to put your foot on the neck of the state government. Don't, and yeah, I'm going to say this. If you a mother with a gangbanger, if you don't turn him into the state, you ain't getting no aid. And you're subject to get fired from your job because we're going to call them and let them know you got a killer that's feral out here in the community. You've got to be Yeah, we're, we're at the point where it's definitely going to take some extreme measures, unfortunately, because what's, what's happening against us is extreme. It's going to take an extreme pushback. So I, I hear where you're coming from. I like People have got to stop can... talking about it and be about it. Get a cheat sheet of, of a, a list of names, all the gangbangers. Who's your mama? Who's your daddy? Y'all got to go. You know how the cowboys would tell people that would come in? You got to be out of town by sundown. You don't have to use that kind of language. No, I'm serious, guys. I'm I know, serious. I know. I know. I know you're laughing, but what I'm saying is how important is it to you that you be able to enjoy the house that you're working for and paying for and that your children can at least play ball in the yard? This is ridiculous. And, I don't, and I'm not trying to vilify mothers. I'm an advocate for the black woman. Anybody that there will be people who will hear my voice and say that's they'll tell you who I am, but I'm going to say this. If in my family we have major, we have males, and I'm going to tell you my mothers, my sisters, my aunties laid the law down. If you don't do anything in this household by the time you are 18, you need to do something or die trying because you're either going to go to the military or you going to work. Hmm. They didn't even say school. You know, they, they weren't taking any chances. So I don't feel sorry for mothers who have too much of a soft spot because they have boys who are who are um, causing horror and horrendous nightmares in the lives of other mothers. So I'm simply saying find out who they are. That's the first step. And advertise it. And and. And so the mother let her know, you ain't, you're not going to get no job in this town, and you need to be fired. Well, why are you working when you got this killer lurking? Y'all need to move to the Middle East. And that's all I'm saying. And you guys need to follow up on that. I appreciate First of all, that, that input. I mean, it, it's interesting because, I, and I do think that there's, there's of course, there's more, than, there's more than one problem, more than one solution. And I, my, my thing yeah, is, is. The, the, the school system, as far as, from, like I say, from preschool to grade 12, the school system, which which has a responsibility here, they're not doing anything to, to teach these kids or have them a role play in, in instances where they resolution, anger management, critical thinking, uh, basic morals. You know, this it, it took a, it, it took two, three generations to get where we are. We, we're about two generations away from a resolution to this problem. That, that's my opinion. Anybody else uh, got an opinion on that? Yeah. Nobody has two generations uh, to wait, sir. I like her. I like where she's coming from. And I wasn't giggling to be giggling because I did exactly what you were explaining to the radio audience. We closed down a, a courtway building over here, me and the um, residents on my block. It was like four or five families in there with kids. We didn't give a shit. We, we, we basically said, if y'all don't give a shit, we don't give a shit. Because they're coming down here shooting at the building. I can't bring my grandson out here and ride his little bike. Fuck that. If y'all don't give a shit, we don't give a shit. We got that building shut down. 
So the only reason I was giggling because I knew exactly where you was coming from. It do take extreme measures because what's happening right now ain't working. Okay. Okay, sir. I I, I, res, I respect your candor. And can I say this to you, sir? What if you taught other residents and each one teach one how to shut down these apartment buildings? These owners who rent, um, I, I don't, and I know this is going to sound mean. I know it's going to sound mean. But if you own Section 8 and you got a killer in your household, you're subject to lose it. You better get his ass out of there. That's the message that that, that these uh, family members need to get get him out. You can stay, but you better tell him he got to go five states away, or, or to another country. Because if he don't, you're gonna be homeless. We're gonna make it so that you but, can't rent nowhere around here, and don't even think about trying to get a loan because you got a killer in your family that you don't want to identify. I know they can't help it. What else? Crowd, we can't crowd, help it either. Time, I agree. Well, you know, I agree. Everything Miss Anonymous said is goes back to the fifties and the sixties, the village. That's how the village that's how we was raised in the village. That's exactly everything that you said. And I and I know who you are and we you know, Miss Anonymous, but we can name we can remain I'm not gonna <laughs> expose you, but I know Okay, exactly go ahead and tell the people live. my name. Go ahead and tell no, the people my name since no, you know who no, I am. No. <laughs> but 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 uh. you know what? You you explained exactly how the village carried on in the fifties and the sixties, and that's why we have people like myself and Keith and Jimmy and yourself and and Cheryl. She's younger, you know, and that's exactly what's happening. We need to we need to take more time out, and we need to take control of our communities, block by block, door by door, apartment by however. And you you're right. We got to get more involved. We got to get our black males. We got to get our black males off the street corners and whatnot. The older ones and, and get them involved in this. I agree. I and I agree with what she said. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying last week. I said that, you know, just like what she's saying. I said some uh, similar. I said, why not expose every 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 parent that has one of these children and they're living with them, they should expose the parent. Okay, like for an example, when that cop flipped the girl in the chair, everybody put him on blast, okay? Then they said, well, this person, this child had like mental illness or maybe challenges or something like that, maybe behavioral problems allegedly. And why not make the parents, like if you got a child acting like this, then I believe, like, after so many strikes or whatever, the parent face should be shown. Because if you're going to go put this cop because he's an officer, but this child is clearly causing hell where other people can't even study in the classroom, and where are the parents at? Now, even if they have a foster parent, then they need to show, like, a um, paper trail where I've tried to get help. One thing I personally believe in our community, and not all, there's people doing wonderful jobs in our community, but there needs to be more of paperwork. We don't document anything. We we show up, nobody want to sign anything. Nobody want to show where we can go back to the government and say, hey, you gave away a billion dollars. We got this many people that, that's trying to get help for these children, mental illness, to get help. These are behavioral issues. Gangbangers are no different than serial killers. 
if you have, you know, went out and shot people and you do this for either gratification, whatever, sometimes gangbangers uh, feel like they have tendencies of a serial killer psychologically, okay, whether they're born with it, whether it's nurtured environment, but it comes out and they want to kill and kill and kill. How in the heck is that not a mental illness and why aren't these people being treated? Why aren't why why isn't no one coming to the family and saying to families, you know, all the time, just annually, do you know how to do a self assessment? Do you know what learning styles are? Do you know what emotional social um social intelligence is? Do you know what cognitive thinking is? Do you know the learning theories? Do you know why your child is struggling? And therefore, now they're going to go somewhere else and act it out because they don't fit in. They don't understand this. Uh, it comes from the top. But if the top is not going to look down because we can't figure it out, I'm agreeing with her. We have to make people accountable and responsible. No matter, you try to get people to vote, they go, I don't vote. It don't make a difference. Well, you just vote it. When you don't vote, you have voted. You know, hmm. it's like no one feels connected. Um, she mentioned the uh, the strong leaders. It's churches on every corner, every corner. Liquor stores on every corner, but they want to go and boycott the, the one store at the um, 95th and Dan Ryan, which is rightfully so if the person was disrespectful. But why aren't we out with all these other all these other businesses that right. treat us bad, do things? It's just like, how do you pull it together? But I truly believe it needs to be done. But it also needs to be documented so we have a case to go back and say, we don't have enough programs to keep these kids off the street. Well, but, but, can, can I offer this for you all? Can I, can I yeah. offer this? Here's the problem. We're way beyond asking for programs and help. You, see, you'll be, you'll be in the same situation. There'll be another 100 or 500 children dead, okay? I'm saying this. One of our problems uh, as black folk is we talk too much. And I believe our message should be don't talk about it, be about it. Every time you turn, we talk and you go to the church, they talk. Church folk have the baddest goddamn kids, excuse my expression. They be up in there with the Holy Ghost and tearing up church furniture and got kids with Glocks and Minas, you know, slinging dope and everything. You're not going to see me about this because I know church women who had some of the who who have who have had sons who break in houses and do all kind of stuff, and and they are just in denial. I'm saying if you yep. you gonna be a church and you got mothers who got killers in your church, you gonna get shut down, nigga. Too. I'm sorry, excuse my expression, but when you decide that you have had enough, when you decide and you figure out that ain't nobody coming to help you, you just keep on talking year after year. You've been talking since daily. Since Mayor Daly has done all kind of foul shit to the black community in Chicago and and still talking and talking, stop talking and hire you some, uh, uh, wait, what do they call them? Um, uh, what are the people who break into, um, I know this sounds illegal, but I'm serious here. Hire some people who know how to do that serious Internet tracking, create a oh, system, Sorry. Like anonymous. Hire some hackers. Hire some hackers and create an information system, a database where you can track these gang members. Nobody's going to do it for you. And when they realize 
these people ain't playing with me. Well, let's, let's, let's these go back people to what you said. And my mama going to be homeless with me. I, I believe something will change. But wait, well, sir, wait, let me, let me, can I, can I ask something about, about the, the church? Girl in the school. I don't want to get misunderstood about the church. I'm not looking for the church members. If a, a pastor has a church on a block, he should be owning that block. Because if he is on that block and he's not paying taxes, he has accountability. It's not about his members. He needs to be shut down. If the church doors yes, are only one yes, way ma'am. where people are only going in, they need to be organizing in the church and coming back out. If they're not coming back out into that community that that church is on, then that church needs to be shut down. It does and not And it's a 501c3. It's a 501c3. And, and what black folk don't understand is under the auspices of a 501c3, if you're homeless, you're supposed to be able to go there and sleep. There, there, there's so many things that's that we don't understand. That's where the documentation comes in and You have exactly. to show proof that they're not doing what they're doing. You can't talk about it. You just said that. We talk. Exactly. We don't well, document it. We, and and, and send these people, people letters. Block, go, to the, go to the church. Pastor, what, what have you done for this community? You're here. You're, you're getting funding or you're not paying tax. Whatever you're doing. Where, what are you doing in this area? This is the area you're supposed to be serving, the area that you are in, unless it clearly states something else in your, I do agree um, that, the priest, that the preacher should live and, and, in at least the area code of where his church is. And I do agree with what Anonymous is saying as far as we talk too damn much because there's a lot of things going on. If we had the right discipline, we, would have, we wouldn't have to talk about anything. We wouldn't have to march or protest because it would be a silent, spoken code of ethics. If we just followed that and did what we, did what we needed to do, and I'm, gonna get, I'm not going to get specific. I shouldn't have to, because anybody should know what the hell I'm talking about. We should have a silent, unspoken code of ethics that we know what the hell to do in a certain situation, and we just and, and we go out and do it. We ain't got but to talk we about don't. it. We don't. No, we don't. Find we don't. out who the property owners are. We find out who the property here. owners are. That that's the first start, I think. When you find out who owns the property, who's renting, and they don't care, and you give them a not a not a thirty day notice, but a twenty four hour notice, you're renting to a killer. Now, you, you well, either no you know, want to be able to make your rent or you want to lose this building. Yeah. But okay, let who, me say this about the child who was tossed up. Can I say this quickly and get out of your way? The child that the officer abused, let me say this. There are killers who go into schools and shoot children indiscriminately, and they don't get handled like this child was handled. So I, I'm not trying to receive that. She had lost her mother. She was on her phone. We come on now. I, I think we have been hit with so much um, degeneracy that we can't even distinguish truth from righteousness. Mm-hmm. Here is a girl. She's on her phone. I know when I was 15 years old, I was trying to look good for boys, I, and I was rolling my eyes. But I'm gonna tell you something. Had he tossed me like that, my dad would have been in jail. A, a Vietnam veteran. Yeah. Yeah. My dad would have been in jail. So I'm saying, why don't they have really badass white cops for all these crazy white kids that go shooting up places? The guy, Darren Ruth, didn't need to get roughed up like that, and he killed how many people in a house of worship? Can I, can no, I, that's can unacceptable. I she go? That's can unacceptable. Question? I'm going to tell you why. Because we are impulsive. We don't have a plan. You know why they don't do white kids like that? Because white kids don't just sit in the classroom and do that. White kids at home putting together a map, 
a plan. They got the floor plan. They got the time. They know who they're going to target. That's what they do as a people, okay? They proactively strategize. We don't do that. We do important things like that, and we get thrown in jail and don't have money to get bailed out. That's not good thinking to me. We do that. Ma'am, I now, need to let you know this. Girl, wait, let me finish this because okay. I, I got to clear myself. When I'm speaking, I'm not speaking against the individual because I don't know that young lady. And I, and I haven't lost my parents. And I'm 50 years old and haven't lost my parents, thank God. So I don't know what it's like to live in a foster home. I'm not, I'm not saying she personally, but she is not the only child that act like that, Okay. I have a team that has done things in school, and I know that that behavior is not no one time. It doesn't take a rocket science to know that. We're making excuses for our children, okay? That is, I would never tell my child to fight a cop, never, because I want my child to live. I have enough sense that I'd rather my child comply and call her parents, and I Go down there and deal with it and follow well, up. Well, now wait a minute. Her wait, 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 wait a minute, Cheryl. Ain't gonna get her nowhere but injured. Cheryl, Cheryl, you're not insinuating that she was that she was fighting the cop, are you? I'm sorry. Say it again. Insinuating that she was fighting the cop. I'm not, I, I, it kind of sounded like you were leaning towards perhaps uh, maybe had she acted differently, what happened to her would not have happened. Is that, is, is, am I correct or wrong with that? I I totally believe that that would not have happened. However, I'm not blaming her for it happening because I don't know what motivated her to do right. that. But that's just, it's the same my, thing my, that she rests in peace, Sandra Bland. I'm not blaming these ladies because I wasn't in their situation. However, I would never tell no one that 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 if that was my kid in there, they would have did that too. No. I tell my child, if you get pulled over, don't reach for your cell phone. Don't do this. Don't do that. True. Because I don't want True. you I don't want your head blown off. Okay, but so the young lady, but the girl was, a, but the girl was, the girl was the common sense way. The, we got the to girl use was common in a sense. Classroom. I don't need nobody. Dead. The girl, no, ma'am? the girl was in a classroom. She was, she was in a classroom. Hold on a second. She was in a classroom full of full of children. That's a whole different thing. Nothing that she did uh, warranted to justify that cop doing anything that, that the hell he did. I, I don't care which. I don't care what she could say somebody's mama. Or say somebody's manhood. I, he I'm had no right to what the hell he did. I agree with but, that. But, 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 I didn't but, say but, the cop was right. Mm-hmm. I'm in agreement. Ma'am, I want to I I offer you this. I want to offer okay, you this. Okay, go ahead. Then we'll get to I live. I live in a community that is predominantly white, and I want to. I need to correct you so that other people can understand the degeneracy and the trauma that has been inflicted upon us as black folk. Not only do white kids talk back, they call teachers bitches and throw cheers. I live in a neighborhood where a kid hit a teacher with a cheer. Let me tell you the difference. You didn't tell us the difference in white folk and black folk. I'm going to tell you the difference because I know it, okay? Okay, baby, give us a short White folk, they don't let their business get out. They don't let it get out. Guess what they have? Yeah. They have psychiatrists on staff that handle their children with kid gloves. Oh, he's having, here's what he's having, emotional issues, and what we're going to do is take don't go time to out and talk okay. about So they, stop, they stop expecting our children to okay, be okay. treated so okay. roughly, but not these other people's children. We got to learn as we, we black teach our kids when to fight the back versus using their mind. Hold on, hold on. Use your mind. It was a girl for God's sake,
Hello. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We 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 yeah, we talk. We we kind of we kind of we, we kind of colliding with the with, with the with, with the okay. conversation. I don't want to do that. What we're gonna do? I was, I was trying to get uh, Jimmy and Carl up, up in to come in. Let me. Uh, we're gonna take a, a, qu- a quick break. We're gonna come back. I want to talk about gun control and what you all okay. think about that. If you believe in if you believe in uh, uh, concealed carry rights or what, what do you think? Every, everything uh, I hear. As soon as something goes on uh, on a uh, flagger, anybody else? We got to get the guns out the streets. We got to get the guns out the streets. That's a bunch of bullshit. It's a whole lot deeper than that. I'm getting, I'm getting sick of hearing it because they don't say a goddamn thing about the mental problem while they're closing the mental clinics, but people are talking about get the guns off the streets. But anyway, I, I'm going to take a break. Exactly. And we'll come right back.
knows me, you know what's happening. You know that uh, I'm going old school all the way. All the way. Ain't no school like old school. I think that when what the hell is that? Stop it! Okay. All right. Shit. All right. Okay, I didn't press the button hard enough. But, uh, yeah, it seemed like when we, when, we, when we started losing our music, that's when we started losing our damn mind. When they took our music, they took who we are, who we were about. You know, that that's, that's what we sing about love. We didn't sing about Bitches and hoes. We sing about a woman. If, if anything, uh, we would talk about if a woman left me, we jump off a damn building. That was a violent that we got. Stuff like that. But anyway, I, I love old school, so I'm gonna play old school. When you come on this show, you hear this show, you're gonna definitely hear some old school before you leave to bring back some memories, bring back a smile, or do something positive. But uh, we're back now, and I wanted to talk about uh, every time I, I see something taking place. I watch the news, I see some violence going on, then they put up a politician or a preacher or whoever else is talking about, we got to get the guns off the streets. We got to get the guns off the streets. Too many guns off the streets. Well, first of all, you ain't going to get the goddamn guns off the streets. 
Okay, let's let's get that news flash right there. You you can stop it right there. Quit. Try something different. It ain't gonna happen. All this buy back guns. You bring a gun in with you. You cut your dollars. Do you think they're gonna what they're gonna bring you a damn Glock? Come 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 on now. Let's 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 get serious. The problem. Yes, there may be too many guns on the street, but who who's afraid of too many? Guns? There's always been guns on the street. What there always hasn't been is the level of mentality that's on the streets with the gun in their hand. It's not complicated to me. Now, I'm going to ask the panel here, my brother Carl, brother Cheryl, and adult. Let me back up, Sister Cheryl, Superwoman Cheryl, in <laughs> Washington, and anonymous. We're going, to, we're going to go around, but this is how I feel about it. I'm, I'm not always right, but and I'm open-minded to uh, being corrected. But I just believe that when when you say on one hand, uh, even Ron Emanuel and and, and and that goddamn Gary McCarthy police chief will talk about the guns on the streets. But Ron Emanuel knows goddamn well that the mental health clinics on the south side of Chicago have been shut down. So so what do they do? They ain't got no damn job. There was a time when you could go to the steel mill and get a good... You didn't have to have a, even a high school diploma to make a living to take care of a family of four. Take your ass to the steel mill and you can get over The factories, Procter & Gamble, Dodd & Craft, you know, all, all those guys, they, they're gone. Where are they gone? They know where the jobs are. The goddamn jobs are overseas. They know that. The president knows that. That's what they talk about, the damn unemployment rate, and it's getting better, and the jobs, where the jobs at. You know where the jobs are. You know where the jobs are. But anyway, as, as far as gun control, and we'll start with Brother Carl. I, I believe in concealed carry. I recommend, I think that all women should pack. I don't just pack. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't just go drive a car, do you? You don't just get a key and go drive a car. No, you got to get a license. You got to study. You got to take a test. You got you to have training. But I believe all women in particular should, damn it, you ought to pack. If you my woman, I'm going to insist on you packing. Maybe that's why I ain't got one right now. But I'm working on it. Anyway, that's another show. But, Brother Carl, what, what do you think? Do you believe in a concealed carry? Uh, do you think that we should just get the gun off the street and only cops and law enforcement should carry carry weapons. Uh, what's your angle on that? Then we'll get to anonymous and we'll get to Cheryl. Absolutely not. I think that everybody that qualifies to carry a gun should have a gun. That's the American way, and that's why white Republicans, they're going to fight that tooth and nail. It's never going to pass in Washington uh, through Congress. And, you know, everybody should have a gun within reason. And i tell you why. Because, you know, to... To to not have a gun to me is unethical. You know, it's 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 unrealistic. You have to have a gun to defend yourself and defend your household. Because if somebody breaks in your household and you don't have nothing to defend yourself, and your your wife might be there, she might be there with the kids, or whatever. You have to defend yourself. If somebody comes into your house, you better have a gun, and that's. And that's the American way. Now, I know it sounds far-fetched because a lot of people, a lot of women are scared of guns, and rightfully so. But in this day and age, it's time for some changes. Women, there's a lot of women that's going to the gun range, and they buying guns, and whites, especially white women, and a lot of blacks are too. They're buying guns, and they, you know, and that's, what, that's what's happening. Hey. I just applied for my license. I got a couple of guns in the house, but they're not, you know, they're not legal, but but I'm not going to use them unless I have to. See, you have to have, like you said, is is it a mental thing? 
You know, it's you have to be able to be able to use that gun within reason. I'm not. I know I'm not going to go out and just shoot anybody uh, because I'm mad and had a bad day and I'm and I'm boiling. You know, you got to use some type of decorum when you're dealing with a gun because a gun is a deadly weapon. So I know myself that I'm not going to um, go out and, and do a Lori Dan. You know, uh, I can't can't do that. And 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 speaking of mental illness, guns. Most of the serial killers and all the school shootings, um, mostly they've been done by white kids, uh, white, white kids with mental illnesses. But those Republicans, they're still not going to um, disband all, uh, disband guns. They're still going to put their guns, the NRA, they're going to have their guns. And I think that here in the city, let me tell you something. Here's how the young thugs and the gangbangers get their gun, some white guy pulls up that has connection. He's been bought about three or 400 guns. He pulls up. He comes from Mississippi and Alabama where where you, where you can get the guns basically, you know, a little bit of nothing and, and, and don't have to worry about really giving them. You can get them some erroneous information to get the gun. So the guy pulls up. He pulls up and he's got fifteen game bangers and they all paying five or six or seven hundred dollars for the Glocks and stuff that he have. They sell them off the trunk of the car. As they take these guns off the street, they're getting their guns. Believe me, these game bangers are buying their guns. You know, black folks are not making uh, Smith and Wesson. Well the guns the gun laws all the gun all the gun laws are gonna do is teach people like you and me and Cheryl and uh, anonymous from, from carrying weapons. The criminals don't give a goddamn about no laws. So there's already enough laws in the law book handle the problem up there with people who are going to abide by the law. Uh, Anonymous, what do you, what do you think? What, what do you, you have, a, have an opinion on that? I do, and I want to bring your attention to something now that we're talking about guns and gun violence. I noticed that all of the gun buyback programs are in the black community, and I'm going I'm to tell you this. I'm, I'm an avid mm-hmm. reader and an avid researcher, these a lot of these gun buyback programs and all this narrative about we got to get the guns off the street. That's to get the guns from black folk. Because I'm gonna tell you, you want to see the Civil War number two? This white man ain't taking these guns from this this other white man. That's not gonna happen. There, there will be <laughs> chaos and war in America. Civil war. They are not. What it? What it? Uh, the old white man say. You can get my gun if you can pry it from my cold, dead hands. They're not right. giving up their guns. They don't even do yeah. gun buyback programs in the white community because white folks don't sell their guns back. Good point. Not but at black all. folks yeah. will sell their guns so they can go buy a bag of weed or pay a part of their rent or, or, or something like that. So I want to first put that out there. Secondly, I want to say this. I want to know when we are going to start thinking critically as a people. We need to figure out, okay, what is so advantageous about gun violence in the black community? Do you understand that industries stay afloat when black folk are dead in the black community? Currently. Oh, absolutely. The hospitals. Absolutely. Do you understand? I, I want to say this, what blew my mind and made me see things differently. And I know this sounds morbid, but you need to hear this. Do you understand the cadaver market is a multi-billion dollar industry? A pair of lungs 
from a dead man is worth $65,000. Absolutely. So these mm. bug morticians, yeah. you see them driving phantoms, and, and you're thinking, wow, they really do good. The funerals are $4,500. No, they're selling body parts. We don't exactly. look inside oh, yeah. and see if our, our loved one still got a heart, a lung, a kidney. We don't do that. Yeah. They sell them. When you see when you see these schools and they're in, in medical school and these various phlebotomists and all that and they're showing kidneys, this is what a kidney looks like when someone is dead for twenty four hours. And this is what a kidney looks like in such and such. Where do you think they're getting this stuff from? It ain't enough donors to provide cadavers for all of these universities. So I, what am I saying here? I'm saying we need to wise up and realize that there are industries making money off of our carnage, off of the death and degeneration of the black culture. There's money to be made off of it. So we, everybody's supposed to, they're going to get guns from people who are registered. They, you, you come in and you give your gun up, but the gangbanger's still strapped. No, no, you let the gangbangers go first, and I think about it. I'm not going to be without my Nina and, and the gangbanger down the street. I, I can't even go I to hate. the damn store. No. My dad told me, my dad was a veteran, and he told me that how you level the playing field. i never forget he told me this. He said, your husband, I don't care who it is, you need to let him know you got a gun and you know how to use it and see how he talks to you. Give yourself a chance out there. That's all I say. Give yourself a chance. Yeah, that's something. Give yourself a chance. Nothing else. Give yourself a chance. There you go. There you go. I yield the mic. Cheryl, you got the mic, Cheryl. Cheryl, Catherine Watts, the host of Activate Your Highest Level on every, well, practically every Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock on We Are Everyday People Global Internet Radio Network. Cheryl, go ahead. Okay, when it comes to guns, I am totally for people registering, getting proper training. I am Absolutely. A, an expert shooter, NRA. I am Are certified okay. to, yes, I am. I am certified oh, yeah. in four weapons <laughs> in Illinois, tactical, yes. um, automatic revolver, and um, I forgot what the other rifle, oh, the shotgun. All four, because uh, Illinois has four weapons that you can um, get certified in. And I am also a certified, um, I guess you want to call it detective. You know, I'm not actively doing that type of work, but I have the credentials. I'm also CCW. I truly believe yeah. more women should carry. Um, when we when we see the things in the news, the they're not by legal people. Um, it's by the other people. So the people who carry when they say they don't want us to have guns to protect ourselves, that is crap because people who can go and get certified and get the credentials, they normally don't have a problem. <laughs> That's why they can they can clear everything. You have to have all type of uh, security clearances. So we're not the problem. It's the other people. So I agree. And Miss Anonymous was on point. I agree with that 100%. I think it's quite disturbing that we don't understand how we are feeding the furnace with our children, our people. We're just coal because without us, there is no economy. The United States is a consumer state. We don't have any natural resources. We are the only place in the world that um, do consumption 
but we don't have anything. Even our jobs are shipped out overseas. So if there are no jobs here and there's no wealth here among the black people, how are we surviving? How are we surviving of either government assistance or the uh, working middle class and then, of course, everybody else at the bottom who are going to eat off us. So they're going to rob the middle class. It's it's like a little cycle going on here. And so the guns are really to protect ourselves because they're not going over to those communities killing them. They're killing us. They're going to, you know, come after me. They're going to come after you. Um, just like when the whole Ferguson and Baltimore made any victims rest in peace, but it disturbed me that we will burn down our own, but you wouldn't dare go into one of their neighborhoods. If you say these are the people who's doing this, why are you burning down your own? Why are you shooting your own? Absolutely. There's no logic there. I don't even understand, like, whatever cognitive level you at, you know, everybody knows wrong at some level. You're going to have a select few who may um, be mentally challenged, but I don't even understand this whole thing. I just think somebody said it earlier. They don't care. They just want to. They just want what they want, and they don't see a way out. And it's kind of it's it's sad though. But what she said is so true about the bodies. They have they found what three thousand uh, missing children body parts in Chicago that these kids came missing from Detroit, and they were at a lab. These parents didn't even know where their kids were at. I mean, like a, a lady just found her child in a desert, no organs. Killing. I mean, we're killing I uh, so. ourselves, and then they're killing. So, right. yep, I agree, Mr. Yeah. Anonymous. You are so on point with that, and it's, it's sad and it's disturbing at the utmost. Selling body parts, I believe, I sincerely believe that you, you are correct, uh, uh, Anonymous, that it is a multi-million-dollar industry, and it's an unspoken code of ethics that they have. They don't even have to talk about. It. All they need to talk about is, we need this. Okay, I got this. It's gonna cost you this much. Boom. It's unspoken, and they don't take it no further. And it's 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 crazy. Uh, it is crazy. And, and a I lot of people they'll just this. give up their loved ones. They'll just give their loved ones up. Like like if they pass away naturally, they'll like if they can't afford it, they'll just say, okay, take them away to be cremated or what have you. Some people did a double check. Those body parts are on all gone, all gone. They didn't say you yes. have to take that yes, out. Ma'am. You didn't have permission to do that. And, and, and before we go to anonymous, not to mention the fact that, like you said, I, I believe anonymous didn't you say that they actually actually sell these uh, body parts to uh, those to science, to science, to the universities? Yes. Did you, uh, yes, sir. Universities. Okay. I thought so. I thought and so. and so here's the thing. Understand this: every gunshot victim or murder victim has an autopsy. How many yes. black families has checked? the body cavities of their loved ones to see if their organs are still there. They just don't. They don't. So here's what I'm saying. They don't. When the, they're too when emotional. They're emotional people. They're, they're too emotional. And so the, the, the young man who was found in the gym in Atlanta just so happened the mom didn't trust yeah. the autopsy, the parents, and when they had the second autopsy, the, the, the cavity is totally empty. And yeah. his, and his innards... Now, because he was killed so quickly, his was probably harvested for a kidney transplant or a lung transplant. You guys need to look into Egypt where Eritrean refugees are going to Eritrean refugees are going to Egypt and they're finding them in the desert with all their organs gone. You see, understand, we, we didn't know about this. 
But let me tell you something. People need cadavers. They need the, the organs to be able to teach medicinal students, okay, how to remove a how to work on a kidney, how to remove a tumor from a kidney. You understand what I'm saying? Under the auspices of practice, how to remove a lung, how to do, you know, all kinds of stuff. When you see Dr. Oz, and, and, and this ran by my mind, and Dr. Oz said, okay, here is a, I remember he said, this is a kidney of a 40-year-old woman. They don't ever tell us whether that woman's black or white. And they don't even tell us how they get the kidney. All these people are not donors. And I believe if you put donor on your driver's license, you are a damn fool. Because if a donor registration is, is it goes in a database. And if you go in the hospital sick, they're not going to heal your ass because you're a donor. That's what I believe. I agree with I believe you. Now, the fact they yeah. said, can I ask something here that's really important in case someone is listening? She Go is ahead. right. Go ahead. Go ahead. But the, the thing is, it's not that you don't have to be a donor, though. You put it in the will. Therefore, the public doesn't have it. So if you want to give your parts, but you put it in the will, so only your family knows this, not the general public, because she is so true. It's a lot of people that went to a hospital for something minor end up dead. So you're absolutely correct with that. But so people, because some people are gonna be like, I want to do it, I want to do it, I want to do it. Okay, do it, but just do it like they do it. They put it in a will and put executor over, um, over um the estate as well as over any type of what is it called um when they make medical decisions, power of attorney, you know, and they will determine yeah. where those organs going. Also, because somebody in the family may need that organ. So there's other ways to do that without, you know, putting it out in the public because you can't trust them. That's, it's $65,000 for a liver. So come on now. Yeah. Who's not going to do You guys, research the story about the white senator, the white senator yes. who got, who needed a liver and got this young black guy's liver. The family didn't even know it. And it really know this, this white man had but, this but, kid's but, liver. Do you hear what I'm saying girl, to you? Yes. Well, here's what happened. About two about two years ago on Facebook, it was a brother, he came out with an article and he spoke he spoke he spoke about it. He spoke about the stealing of organs and whatnot. And you know what? And the brother was right on T and I went to the Secretary of State, and I took my name because I was a donor, and I changed that tune because the brother, he exposed it for what it was. And this, and I'm, you know, I'm just finding out about this the past couple of years. And you're right. Me too. They're stealing part, body parts, and it's a billion-dollar industry, and it's happening throughout the world. It's not just happening here, but that's what's happening. And a lot of black folks normally, we don't really pay attention, you know, with with that now, you know, right, right. because that we really actually we didn't really believe in that, but the politics got involved. This yeah. is a Secretary of State guy. He really pushed it. You know, uh, what's his name? The little short. Um, he Jesse White. He got huh? What's his name? Jesse White. The Secretary of State. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Jesse, Jesse White. Jesse, 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 Jesse White. Jesse White. Yeah, that's go what ahead, got Jesse that's, that's what got him elected these last uh, three or four terms, you know, because he really, he's big on pushing that. 
hey, man, last year, about a year and a half, I went and took my name off that donors thing, man, because I don't want, and I told my people, look, if something happens to me, make sure that all of my organs are with me. You know, because you're right. They're still in August now. I have to get my man. We yeah, because they don't have no right to take We have to get Candy involved in that. We gotta, I got to talk to Candy. We'll get Candy uh, blessed so yes. and yeah. we'll expound on that a little bit more. But, yes, yeah, absolutely. good topic. Miss Anonymous, that's a good thing. Miss Anonymous, you're going to have to become, you know, well, yes, well, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if Miss Anonymous, I don't know if we are Facebook friends already or not, but I would appreciate if we are not Miss Anonymous that you would reach out and connect with me. If, if, look, if you don't want nobody to know who you are, they don't have to, and I won't put it out Okay, there, but wait, it. the brother said he knew who I was, so let him go ahead and tell the people who I am if he knows. No, I'm talking to you. We'll find out who you are when you call us back, you know, and then we'll get you involved in some of the other shows and whatnot. Just okay, like well, Shirley. I like, I like Who's speaking? Well, who's, I like who's who's this. I, I, well, this is this is Keith Bledsoe. I'm I'm the host of this particular show, and uh, okay, you can okay. I'm on Facebook with Keith K-E-I-T-H, B-L-E-D-S-O-E. You do a search on that, you'll see. I think there's a white boy who's a Keith Bledsoe, but that that's not me. You know, you're, I'm the one that's uh, living in living in Texas from South Shore High School. If you want to connect, and I'll make sure I tag you on the show and so forth. But I, I like your perspective. But what I want to do right now. There's one more topic. Is everybody okay so far? Anybody got to go to work or go to bed? Or anybody on punishment? Or yeah, I'm fine. Everything's okay? cool. Okay, one, one, one more thing I want to talk about. I'm going to take a short old school. But I want to go into uh, the CEO of the Chicago Public School System and why I think that uh, if she is in some deep shit, then her mayor who hired her, how in the hell can he not be? How can he not know? And I, I, I'll share that, too, when I come back. And I'm going to get your opinion on that, and that'll be the last uh, segment of the show. But if you all can hang with me, uh, we will be right back.
uh, whether or not the, the Chicago Public School would pay for the referees, the uniforms, and pr- pay for these extracurricular activities in the grammar schools. That was cut out. The only way these grammar schools can have sports is if they are privately funded. But then you turn the open the newspaper and you see Barbara Bird Bennett she gives out a $23 million no-bid contract to a firm that she's been affiliated with to train, to train principals. To train principals. Now, here's my theory. Now, Rahm Emanuel is the mayor. Do you mean to tell me that he allows for anybody in this city under his jurisdiction? He hired her to give out a $23 million no-bid contract without saying, uh, damn, what's, what's, what's up with this? What, who is this for? And she come back and say, oh, this is the trained principals. And he should be saying, you must be out your goddamn mind. Trained principals, they're making what, whatever they make a year. They, they can pay for their own training. Give them a damn CD. They got PhDs. What the hell kind of training do they need? Bullshit. Where, uh, uh, Mayor Emanuel is just as guilty as Barbara Bird Bennett. He had to know. He had to know. That's my opinion. That's the way I see it. I want to know what the panel thinks. Uh, we'll start with uh, who wants to start off? Anybody? Nobody? Okay. Look, evidently, now this woman, I call her BBB, Barbara Byrne Bennett. This woman. I added one B. I added one B, but you go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I can do it. But, well, she worked in Detroit, and I believe she has some dealings in Cleveland. And she was already on the. She was under surveillance. They had been investigating this woman big time. Didn't Ron know that? Who? I'm just trying to figure out who recommended her to Ron Emanuel. You know, because Ron Emanuel, he he has a problem uh, with Cheryl. He doesn't think that that you're qualified, and, and I'm not qualified to work here in the city. Stop going out in the state getting getting these people. You went out there and got McCarthy. McCarthy don't have a clue to uh, New Jersey, and you got McCarthy. You went and got Barbara uh, BBB from Cleveland. She has some a lot of uh, crazy dealings in Detroit with with about forty million dollars. Come on now, Ron. You got to know that when you hired this woman, didn't you do a background check? Hmm. But. But they got her. I know why they they got he got her because he knew that he can do what he wanted to do with that board yeah, because right. he has a board. He has a a board. See, here's the problem with the city of Chicago. Here's what we need to do. We need to establish. A, we need to the citizens. We need to step up and we need to have a referendum. We need to start voting on the referendums instead of the. Instead of that rubber stamp city council just pushing us everything, instead of them pushing us everything, we should vote on, look, we might decide that, look, we don't want to, we're going to help you uh, manage a budget. We don't want 50 aldermen. We want 25 aldermen 
and we're going to make them accountable. We're going to give each alderman two wards, and we're going to eliminate 25 aldermans because we, we, we need to save that money uh, for CPS. See, this is the kind of stuff we need to do. You know, like like uh, the young, like Mr. Anonymous was saying, we got to step up and say, hey, this is not happening. This is what we're doing. We got to pass referendums. You know, we got to, before the before they sell off any other uh, city agencies like the parking meter and the Skyway. No, we voting on this mess. The city, the people going to vote on them. We're going to pass referendums and stop putting it in the hands of a bunch of fifty political politicians. You know, that's got to stop, you know. So, you know, with that being said, BBB, she was controlled, and Ron Emanuel wanted somebody to be controlled because he can tell her he used, he basically used her to close down the 50 schools. That's what he used her, and he put her, and he Damn pushed right. her out there and told her to get it done. You get it done. And then after he got that done, Ron Emanuel said, okay, now, if I since I got that passed, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut out some health facilities. The hell with them crazy folks. I'm cutting facilities, yep. mental yep. health facilities, and that's what he did. So you know, we have to step up, and we have to. And, and, and people in the city, we need to start saying, "Hey, we need to go to the election board and say we're gonna do a referendum." We're going to start making our own decisions because evidently those 50 ordinances, they can't make the right decisions. And we need to elect a board that we might have faith in. You know, is it too late? We need you know, to start putting those board members in there that's politically connected, that's going to get all the uh, perks and the juices, the changes. Yeah. we got to make some changes. I agree. And speak, speaking of faith, I think that has a lot. I, I think this little, little, little blind faith and walk by faith and not by sight, the common sense has a lot to do with the fact that black folks don't get their ass up and low. Because it, it, they've been trained and it's in some conscience to just leave it in the hands of a superior being and everything's just going to be okay. But, uh, Sister Anonymous, come on in and, uh, you know, what do you think about, what do you, what do you think about where we're at right now? Well, I I think it's educated thievery. I think they're stealing. Uh, I think, but it's a it's a new age kind of thievery, and, and we don't quite understand it. But they're stealing. You know, they're moving one funds uh, from one institution into another that lines the pockets uh, of that upper eleven percent or whoever. We see at the end of the day, we really don't know if the school districts are invested in certain industries, just like um, I knew somebody. I had a neighbor who didn't know that uh, the company that he worked for and that they had invested uh, their retirement. They they were still part of a retirement plan. And it was invested in um, this electric, this, this, uh, how do I say, I'm going to say electricity company an energy outfit, and they went bankrupt. And there went his, they had nothing. He was left with nothing. So what I'm saying, you never know how much they're stealing and why they're stealing and where it's going. But then again, you know, we sure know how to yell at each other, but we will not hold other people accountable and say, look, I see you. I see you. And the other thing is, I think the black community needs to do some research and find out who's giving these churches these jumbo loans. 
who, where, where are they getting these loans from? You can't build a community center, but you can loan a church a couple of a, a million dollars for a two jumbo loans combined to build a damn church that don't do nothing. Talking about they walking by faith and not by sight, meaning they don't see all the murders that that take place in the community. I, I think the community needs to look into that and and start send the gangbangers up in the church. It's a five hundred one c three. You know, something radical and different has to be done. We keep doing the same old stuff, talking about it. My grandfather talked about it. We're talking about it now. Just do it. And 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 I believe this. You all let me know what you think about this. Why do we send one person and make one person a leader? Leaders come up dead. We don't have no leader. We're a legion. It's 25,000 of us. It ain't no one person with no power. You see what I'm saying? So can't nobody be singled out to be destroyed. You can't tell it it on Sunday morning, a lot of these corners. But uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I I shake my head so hard some nights I'm going to need a damn neck brace. I'm going to mess around and break my neck one day. Have we ever really looked? Have we ever really looked at the 501c3 within itself and understood what they're responsible for in the community? Because if you do that, you'll understand that you can vote their board members off. You can do things. See, we don't well, look we, into we, it. Well, you know, vote, vote. That's when you say voting, that scares me because we sitting here with this goddamn. Uh, well, not we, because I'm out of Illinois now, but my heart and my family and friends are all in Chicago. I live in Texas, but. That damn Anita Alvarez, for her to still—that—that's sickening. That's—that's that's toxic. And she's trying trying to run again. And then we got Rom, that 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 uh, police chief. And we, we don't know. We don't, you know, move in our best interest because they have been trained. They may have all these thoughts from Saturday uh, through. I mean, I mean, from uh, Monday through Saturday, but then they go to church on Sunday, and boy, they get the word. Yes. And that's all they need. Yes. That's all they need is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> You know, Sister Cheryl, Cheryl, Catherine, Walsh, you want to chime in? We get let you get the last word here before we close out. Are you with us, Cheryl? Cheryl, Mike. Yes, all Cheryl. the topics, all oh, okay. the topics are relevant. <laughs> all the topics are okay, relevant, ahead, and Cheryl. I do understand that there's concerns about like, you know, we keep talking, but we can't stop talking. Unfortunately. I don't think there's because ever going to be a blanket answer or one way to solve this. But it, just like how we connected, we're reaching people even if they don't comment. I know that because, you know, I do social media. So when you look at a Facebook page, people will say, oh, they're not doing anything because they don't have likes. But if they understood the the um, the functions behind, like, pages, like how you set up your page, you are everyday people, you will start seeing statistics. That's the difference. See, we talk about stuff we don't know. Like Ms. Anonymous said that, you know, we don't research. We don't we, we don't go in and, and follow up. Like the 501C3, that's all public. They go to IRS uh, website. You can pull up any organization. You can see all their paperwork, and you can see their bylaws and, and what they're supposed to be doing. It's not rocket science could do that we this the our group can't do it alone but we have to mobilize 
and and create town hall meetings where people have to come out. But that's going to take the community, like like how Jehovah Witness go door to door. You know, we have to go back to being, you know, Amway salespeople knocking door to door. But that's where the churches, if they are true, um, truly about saving our people, they can get their congregation to deal with their area zip code. But again, it's going to well, take someone. But not, not about, I'm going to let you finish it. Let me finish it before you say it can't be done. Let me finish it. I do <laughs> understand where you're going. But here's the okay, thing. Okay. There's, okay. Pe- there's political people that feed them what they want. The, the leverage has to be us to the policy makers and the people over the churches. Okay? The churches True. have a lot True. to do with the vote. Okay? So mm-hmm. if they, mm-hmm. the church wants something from a politician, then they'll – They'll do what they're supposed to do. But that's why it's going to take our people like us, we're going to have to tap into a higher intelligence and figure out how to change policy from the top down from people like us who truly do care. It, it may, will it happen overnight? I think he said it may take a couple of generations or Jimmy somewhat. I mean, sorry, Carl said it may take a while. It may take a while, but we can't think like that. I mean, if Martin Luther King thought like that, then he probably wouldn't be dead right now. He just said, I'm doing this. May you rest in peace. We're, I'm doing this because this is my calling. I'm not going to get a reward from it. I can't get angry if I hold a town hall meeting and people don't show up. If it's your passion and you are a light worker or if you care about moving society for for the next generation, that's all the people that's going to make a difference. If you don't care about that, then it's not going to be for you. And people need to understand there's no one way. It's, it's going to take a whole lot of different ways because evil is being done true, all true. different types of ways. Exactly. exactly. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. We and, hey, gonna... well, can I bring something else to your attention before you go? I want to show you all mm-hmm. this. We say this is what I'll do. I was going to get a closing statement for everybody. I'm not going to take a break. Normally I'll take a break and we'll come back and make closing statements. What I'll do is uh, we'll use this time to make our closing statements, and you can do that now, and then we'll go to Carl and, and uh, let Cheryl close it out, and uh, then I'll shut the show down. But go ahead and uh, let okay, your Okay, I'll be really quick. Take your I mind. Just, no, take your time. I do, do want it. you all to be take mindful. Be mindful that the Chinese community they don't delve heavily into politics. They don't send people to Washington, but there's a Chinatown damn near in every state. They own property. They have several banks. What do they know yep. that we don't know? They know that you got to make this ingrained in your culture. This is how you got to be living. Don't attach yourself to the politics or the politician. That don't you. Constantly chasing your tail and being a lost ball in high grass because they be blowing smoke up our asses. Excuse me, my expression. Feeding us soup. But these Chinese people, Japanese people, Japanese people just got another form of reparations. How many Japanese politicians do you know? There's not very many, and they don't do a whole lot of lobbying. What they do is they know they know who their tax base is, and you let somebody do some shit they don't like. Guess what they're doing? They're going to get in people's pockets. And that's what I'm saying to us. Understand there are people who are winning over us, who don't give two dams about this political system. What they do is 
they get inside their culture. And I'm going to tell you about this Chinese man. You, They have their children that are working their store and earn their college uh, tuition. Their children, you better not come up in their house, it's going to hurt some people's feelings, with a kid from another culture, lest they will kick you to the curb. And I know it sounds radical, but whatever they're doing, they stay winning. They have grocery stores. They stay in our community selling us all kinds of trinkets and, and, and crap that's got us itching and sick. We don't know what that mess, and don't eat their food anymore. If you if you are a black man or woman and you're still eating Korean made Chinese food, you need to be sick because they were called on the carpet. New York Times exposed them for selling huge, huge tons of rat and dog meat to the United States. What are we doing buying meat from them anyway? So I, I'm well, just we, saying we at got... the end of the day, we need to stop relying on politics. We've been doing that ever since the Freedmen's Bureau after slavery and singing old Negro spirituals and people are still socking it to us. No, we need to take account of how much money we got. We'll get the property owners together and let's make some decisions. Either you with us or you against us. And that that's all I'm saying. I yield the mic. I hear you. Brother Carl, you want to give us a closing statement? Uh, go ahead. You know how it works. Go ahead, brother. Let it roll. Well, yeah, here's my take on, see, we need to become economically independent for ourselves. That's my main thing. We have to do that in order. And and I got that good idea from my good man, my good Minister Farrakhan. You say what you want about Minister Farrakhan, he's been speaking up for a long, long time. He's about 82, 83 years old, and a lot of people don't like him because he's real direct, but he always preaches that we are become economically independent, and I agree. All the time. And if we can eliminate some of the um, – see, we have churches on every other block, two and three of them. If we can, if, if we can have banks on every four or five blocks, that would be even more. You know, we need to build up our economic uh, base. African American. We need to pool our resources. We need to go, stop worrying about is Miss Anonymous going to be spending and taking more money than than Mr. Blesso. You know, we need to work together. We need to pool our resources together, and that's one thing we have to get over that get over that fear too. So, uh, with that said, that's that's why I'm at. We got to become. We got to stop depending on. We got to create our own jobs because most of our jobs, like you said, they was taken overseas. You know, all the jobs in Indiana and Pittsburgh, they took those steel mill jobs overseas, and the the Japanese and the Chinese, they're making the steel. They're making the parts, the body parts and stuff for cars and stuff. They're, they're doing that now. They took all those jobs yep. away. So, you know, that's why I'm there. Thanks. I, I feel you. I feel you. Sister Cheryl, Catherine Walsh, you want to close it out? Yes, um, I just want to close it out and say I agree with everyone said, but I just want to add that um, the Chinese are involved in our politics because, for one thing, China, America owes the most money to China. They hold our biggest debt. So to say that um, we don't understand politics, is, I believe that's one of our challenges. 
and I'm, I'm sure that there's probably more that you can add to that why you said that statement, but we must be clear. Money is one thing, but China has power over the U.S. right now. And I think it's very, very important that we understand that they are buying up all of our real estate. When I'm used to all those stores, that's real estate, okay? That's, that's the only thing that has power right now in the United States. You have more power with your land than you do with your job, okay? I can live in my home for a year and not pay nothing. I get fired from that job. I have nothing. If I live in an apartment, I'm out everything. I can negotiate. I have leverage. China owns the United States. The jobs are shipped over there as well as we have a huge debt with them. Same thing with Japan. So there's a lot of, they control our politics, but they are silent because they can be because they have Mongols with millions of dollars come over here. But they control our casinos. A lot of people don't realize that. All that stuff is being done in China. That money is going back and forth between China and America and everybody else trying to get some of it. But the only thing I also want to add is that I think that um, it would be nice if we could uh, do town hall meetings and as well as what I did was I post the what we talked about on your um, under your post, um, uh, Keith, and I'm going to also put it under your page, Our Everyday People, so that we are not just talking because I agree with Miss Anonymous that well, we all said it. No one wants to just be talking and talking to each other, but I believe that after we talk, we follow up, and then we, we're saying statements, and we're not all getting our thoughts out. So I think it's really important that after we have these calls, we, we put it on the blog, and we educate people. So if people do come by and browse, it's not just things hanging, and then we can build upon it. I want to stay positive. I don't never want to believe that whatever I'm passionate about that because I believe it comes from God. I believe it comes from a higher source that drives mm-hmm. me. But because I'm, he'll put the right people in your life, like you guys, and how Miss Anonymous called in and added such value to the call. So to me, our talking attracted someone else that's going to take us to another whole level. That's what I believe. I don't believe nothing that we're doing here is in vain. I won't let it be any project I work on. I think what this platform that Keith uh, has put together is powerful. It's in its beginning, you know, early stages, but, you know, it's all with how you see where it's going. And I do see it reaching. If I save one child on the street, I'm happy. Okay, I can't save the world, but if I could have saved that nine-year-old boy, if my talking could have stopped that or got to that parent or the, the yeah, father yeah. Or, who, or that person on the street, that would have made a difference. We can't save everybody. I could barely save myself, but I would never give up. There you go. And I believe that we can have um, the America we believe, but we have to believe we are intelligent enough. And anything they bring, we got the mind and the power. We have the mind to do it. God gave us all. We just have to tap into it and not be afraid. We have to not worry about, well, this, 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 this. Just like how you said this, Keith, I'm going to put this out here. I'm going to write whole story, and it's just going to flow. And it's been flowing every week. You haven't missed a week. And it's popping. And we just begin. We've only, we've only just begun. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. I want to take the time out to stop. But I want to thank uh, 
I'm going to thank Brother 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 Corey who called in. Uh, that's my little cousin, uh, generation behind us. But uh, I, I really appreciated him calling in and expressing mm-hmm. his personal angle on the the Chirac situation and how he felt about it. And I understand. I totally understand. I totally understand. So, Brother Corey, thank you. I want to thank uh, Sister Anonymous for calling in and expressing herself. I hope this is not the last time. Hope you will call in again, uh, even if you're anonymous. Uh, if you want to reach out, connect with me on Facebook or connect with uh, Carl Sanderson or, or uh, Cheryl Catherine Wash or Brother Jimmy Williams or Keith Bledsoe, uh, feel free to do so. I want to thank uh, our my uh, constant contributor and the consistent contributor, the valuable contributor to the show, Brother uh, Carl Sanderson. Brother Carl, thank you so much. Yay, Carl, Carl, Carl. That, 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 that little push, that little push that Carl came through with, came at a time where I was really starting to question the direction of the show. And that little push got us to where we are as we speak right now. It just goes to show you. It don't take a whole lot sometimes. Sometimes it takes just that little push to get you over the edge. And that's, Brother Carl, that's what you did, man. Thanks a lot, man. Cheryl, yeah. Catherine, and Watts, I tell you, 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 all you've done was made me pat myself on the back, all you yourself and Rosita Tonda and Jesse Evans and Brother Dan Lee and Medina uh, uh, Nance and uh, Lemuel uh, Chester, and, of course, Brother Jimmy Williams. I'm going to talk about Jimmy next, but have made me pat myself on the back. I'm giving myself a kudos for having the uh, frame of mind and the mentality to have, have have picked you all out of all the damn people who I could have chosen. Not, and I ain't that big a shit, but I, I couldn't be more happy with, with those who have uh, uh, enthusiastically have chosen to join the network, and I appreciate all of you all. Brother Jimmy... Man, you were the first one. And I, I see you on there. You ain't pressing number one, which is why I didn't bring you on. Jimmy, Jimmy. He be busy. But Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. But Jimmy is here. And Jim, Jimmy was the first one. I'll tell you how that started. I was trying to get a hold of people to to do a show. I, I, I didn't want nothing. I'm doing okay. I'm fine. I'm in the field. I, I'm happy. I'm all right. I just wanted somebody to help me promote you and do something for you. And I was trying to get people to let me, uh, you know, come on the show. Let's talk about what you do. Let's talk about your product, your, your gig, your business. The first one to, to really allow me to do it was Jimmy Wiggins. We well, I have to tell y'all a funny Jimmy story before we leave. Um, I asked okay. Jimmy to give me a call this morning um, so we could talk about some things and to, to promote the show. And Jimmy video called me, and it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. I have my PJs and rollers, and I'm texting him back like, audio call me, audio call me. I'm like, Jimmy is all about business. He's up bright early. I'm like, who does that video call? But I remember um, I have a friend in California who says that when you are in business, you have to be ready to take a video call. 24 7 i'm like jimmy is on top of this stuff i said next time jimmy call me i will be ready okay i don't care what yeah. time it is i'm like call me then i it was like you have a video come like video <laughs> i want yeah. to do an audio I, call so I, I love jimmy energy I, he's up ready to go early yes indeed I'm, I'm about to close it out i just wanted to say that uh brother jimmy was the first one that gave me the chance to give each other a chance to support each other. That's all I wanted to do. And we did it. And the Jimmy Williams Abstract T-shirt commercial that you hear comes from that. Jimmy was the first one to have a show. 
we did a show together. You know, Jimmy was saying, oh, I just talk shit on Facebook. I just talk. I said, well, damn, when you talk shit on Facebook, well, you know, get on the radio and talk shit on the radio. Okay. And it worked out. And here we are. But I want to say in closing, in the name of whomever or whatever, your spiritual power, peace and good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.